0: Tony, welcome to podcast fifty two listeners. Welcome. This is a bit of a change up, as my as per my introduction. I sort of I've gone away from my main one there. But Tony, welcome to the different feel we're sitting in our, our homes at the moment talking. Absolutely, and happy birthday. Happy one year birthday. It is fifty-two weeks of the podcast, which is as boyana said the other day we we sort of talked and reflected we've um just moved offices into the city which have come up fantastic uh might i say um but boyana said her the proudest achievement is that we kept to this for a whole year
1: yeah i know so i think she said what in the hell are you going to talk about for every week for a year this is just ridiculous so (laughs) won't happen won't happen but i I love proving her wrong
0: (laughs) but I, i think it is we uh there are a few times we've folded. I must say though, we are a day late on this one. We have we, kept uh, Wednesdays, but the day late is for good reasons. And as we said, with everything going on, we are all of our staff and now set at home and and working well i guess we've built systems well, let's, over let's,
1: the... let's let's be honest jamie the day late is because i was suffering from a migraine yesterday so the idea of talking to anyone or anything was not going to occur even to you
0: <laughs> even to me that would have made, probably made it a little bit worse
1: <laughs> so it's uh. so but uh back in action today and you know it's amazing how many painkillers i'm taking i'm feeling like i could run a marathon right now
0: and that's good. I don't know if the knees would hold up, but look, as I said, we are we are all working from home, like a lot of the world, um, and our staff are all are all online. And I think the good thing is we built those systems over the past eighteen months to to twenty four months to to make sure that we can do this and service our clients in the right way. And you know, there's been no hiccups. That people can still call on the line, and, and things are still being done, which is fantastic. So full steam. It's interesting because
1: yeah, po- podcast number twelve on the twenty ninth of May was actually based on technology. Yeah, so there you go so, so it's, um, it is so it is it is holding up at the moment it is holding up we weren't we didn't necessarily build it based on that there would be a pandemic and we move into our new offices and there's no one there they look fantastic no uh, no one's working there at the moment I asked a question saboyana yesterday i said we fair you know just let our listeners know we do have our regular uh, microsoft teams conference call 9 a.m and 3 p.m every day and And it was a case of why are we paying uh, $160,000 in rent when everyone seems to be working so magnificently from their house?
0: I I did see a post by Kyle Tyrrell today, a previous podcast guest that we'd had. And and he said, maybe this, every time there's something major that happens globally, that, you know, we learn to work differently. And maybe it is the working from home. Um, I know it's already become, you know, a lot of people do do this, but, you know, it's really testing our systems and testing the way we work as a company.
1: Well, as I've always said to you, uh, you know, I struggle. I've always struggled working from home, which is why I like working in the office. But when it's forced upon you, I don't struggle. Uh, You know, I've got it done uh, really well. So...
0: Yeah, I must admit, I haven't cleaned in my house as much as I used to when I was studying for uni exams at home, so <laughs> no I, have another, hey? no, I have another office worker with me and my partner Jess, so she's uh, she's on the other table here, and I've locked myself in a little room.
1: So. Hi Jess, how are you?
0: <laughs> but Tony, I guess let's let's start. Um, before we reflect, I do really want to reflect on the podcast we've done and, and look back, but I guess uh, with everything going on, let's look at your economic outlook. Um, we have sent a lot out to our clients, but I just want you to touch base for two to three minutes and give us your thoughts on you know, how you're seeing things um, and what the future holds.
1: Uh, listen, where the markets are right now, as, as I've said to a lot of our clients and in our communication to clients and our centres of influence as well, the accountants and the law firms that we work with, is that realistically you know the old saying of this time it's different that's when people usually say when markets are going up well we know that's untrue uh, there's no such thing as this time it's different but in saying that uh, this time it is slightly different because this collapse hasn't occurred due to uh, currency crisis due to um, you know people purchasing in um, other sectors as well such as Um, You know, share markets collapsing and, you know, due to financial fraud and things like that. So basically, it's a case of people are scared with this pandemic, people going to home, not spending as much money, uh, companies will suffer as a result. And, you know, so the markets have come down. So based on that, the fundamentals are that they will come back very strongly as well. So that's where we sit. We're very optimistic. <clears throat> we still think there'll be six months, oh, sorry, uh, it's probably six weeks of instability, but then you'll probably have around about six months of um, optimistic growth. And when i say optimistic volatility. That's the sort of rise 1% and drop 0.7 the next day type of volatility, which is still, you know, on any given monthly basis is about a 0.7% raise, brings you back to your eight or 9% uh, total return, which is the market average. Uh, so, we're actually, we're actually saying at the moment, we think it'll be okay leading into Christmas and then I think we'll have five years of unprecedented growth in respect to the markets. That's in my humble, in, not in all sectors, but uh, not in all sectors globally, yep. but that's in my humble opinion what will occur. Yeah,
0: we definitely can't provide certainty around the next six months um, of things
1: that are going on, but hopefully
0: after that, it does have a better outlook.
1: Yeah, I think it will. Um, I'm 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 i uh, unashamedly sitting back uh, this morning in my super funds. I went and uh, put a uh, quite a bit of money on market just this morning uh, in a in a couple of funds. Uh, potentially, well, one that we use for all of our clients, Van Eck Moat. I went in. I did uh, some into that last week. I put another heap into it this uh, today, just this morning as well. So. I'm uh, ha- happy to do it. You know, it's that's what we're looking at with our clients, and I'm supporting it. I'm probably doing it a bit earlier than what I do for my clients at the moment, but um, I'm fairly happy where the markets are at the moment. They could drop a little bit further, but I know in three years' time they'll be substantially higher than where they are today.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. And let's, I guess, let's look at the highlights now. Let's put a bit of a positive spin on things and let's look back at our 52 That wasn't positive enough. That was positive, but uh, (laughs) you know, I think we've been talking markets, coronavirus for the last few weeks. I think that's all the information that everyone's getting. It's getting a bit draining, I think. I agree. I agree. So Tony, talk to me. I want to know highlights of the year. Well, let's actually, let's first look back. Um, Number one, why insurance is important. How do you believe we went on that uh, quick 20-minute podcast?
1: 18 minutes and 19 seconds it was. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting because at the time we were going through, uh, we'd had quite a number of claims going through. We just um, went to you know a friend's uh, funeral. Um, uh, Kirsten, she'd passed away. Uh, she was 43 years old, mother of three, passed away of bowel cancer. And at the time, one of my best friends had um, got brain cancer. He was a partner in an accounting firm. We did a lot of work on that. We got the buy sell agreement paid out. Unfortunately, Daniel passed away in June. So, why insurance is important is for those particular reasons. And, you know, still to this day, where we thought there were legitimate claims, uh, we have had $44 million worth of claims paid. Um, I think that's slightly high now, actually. So it's um, not from all funds that we've put in place. But, you know, this is the importance of insurance. This is the importance of living insurance, things like trauma insurance, not just life cover. So that was um, a daunting um, one to give as a first up. But... It's the importance of what we do is making sure people get the right amount of money at the right time uh, tax effectively and insurance forms part of that. It's not just about retirement and funds management
0: no and it was it was interesting that was sort of it was funny that we started on such a sort of dour topic um but we did move i guess more positively from there um and we found ways to bring in different things and we talked about habits goals being positive and i think that message of being positive has definitely come back um lately especially when talking to our staff is to say you know times are tough and we can see that people are struggling but let's take a positive spin and, and, and grow, grow from here
1: absolutely and it's you know it, we've we've just purchased a business and people must be thinking my god you just purchased a business during these doom and gloom times and we've had communication with all of our sydney clients uh, where this business is and you know i was meant to be in sydney um as you know monday tuesday and wednesday and obviously couldn't be up there none of them have had any issues having zoom conference calls with me like what we're doing now for this podcast um i know paul's been doing exactly the same and you know, the clients are fine. We're, we've got relationships with them. We're, we're, they just need to know they're still looked after. Um, so there, there are opportunities that will come out of this with the positives um, as well for all sectors of the market. And and those who, you know, I don't get me wrong, I'm really feeling it uh, for a lot of sectors, especially, you know, my favourite cafe, Arcadia, and, and all of their competition in Gertrude Street's It's a ghost town at the moment. But yeah. You no, know, so I do feel for, I do feel really for them because they are, you know, they're friends of ours. They're they they're great cafes that have great customer service that feed us, and you know they're struggling. But you know, hopefully, you know, you've got some pretty decent landlords out there. I was speaking to one client up in Sydney today, who's leased the same factory for 20 years. He spoke to his landlord and said, "Listen, we have got to hold on to our cash." And the landlord said, Fine, listen, don't bother paying me any rent for the next three months. We'll just add it on to the end. So yep. we'll just we'll just increase your lease by three months and see how this goes, see how it picks up, and then uh, we'll go. You know, the landlord said, You go, you've been a client of mine for twenty years. Um, happy to support you. So that that's where I think that good Australian spirit is coming out, where people can help each other, they actually are. So I think I think there's some real positives that come out of this as well.
0: Yeah, we, it's pretty interesting. I guess it's funny looking back through these; they sort of all relate to the situation now. We then we then sort of talked about affordability. Um, yeah, that's right. And you know, that's that's definitely on the front of everyone's mind at the moment.
1: Well, it's interesting having a look at. We you know one of our clients' portfolios just five minutes ago, and her portfolio is down twelve uh, percent. Uh, and in saying that, though. Basically, half of that uh, loss was her gain of last year. So that was taken off. But when you consider the markets are down 40%, uh, that was a good conservative approach that we've taken. And now it's a case of, because we were being very conservative on that part of the portfolio, she's also got a very large annuity as well. But the next part then is with affordability. Are we in the case now? Is it is it the Boxing Day sale? Well, I don't. You can never pick the exact bottom of a market, but it could be now going forward some of the opportunity to be able to put some back into the market, so um, and actually get some upside now. Whereas in the past we're just saying, you know, let's just be patient because we think there is some you know questionable valuations out there as well. But in saying that, you know, you have a look at the last few days, there is a bit of optimism starting to come back in as well, and that's what usually happens so yeah affordability are we at the stage now where things are becoming a lot more affordable and then do you have the courage to go and buy
0: yeah well i think that is the courage to buy and, and seeing where markets are at i think that's the hardest part is that psychological you know when are you going to to get in yeah Tony. Turning-
1: yeah, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, you know, one, one of the podcasts we did on uh, the 1st of May the Psychological Price. Yeah. That was, that was uh, the psychological price of being an entrepreneur, being a self employed business person. And I tell you what, if there's um, potential psychological price now that's actually coming from that, is, you know, pe- people are struggling. People are, and were in uncertain times. And those self employed business people who, you know, and even service providers like lawyers and things like that, they've got mortgages to pay uh, they've got kids, well, not going to school at the moment, but school fees still have to be paid. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's a case of, well, that psychological price can be, you know, sort of even more so for those SMEs today, but those who sh- stick it out, what I can say is that when people come back in, they're going to come back in hard and, you know, for me, not going to my local cafe every day, which probably not good for my waistline, but but uh, it gives me that break. We're around lovely people. Um, you know, when when it comes back, I'm spending. You know, I'm going back to university cafe. Can't yeah. wait to go and see Paul again. You know, so but the interest in the psychological price that could lead on to probably podcast number 11 there, you know, Jamie, um, which if you know, was well, hang you know, on, I, hold it, hold here, though. I okay. Hold, I'm holding, I'm, I'm holding, holding, I'm, I'm holding. Hold I do as you tell me. Yeah. I want to, I want to touch
0: on these ones at the end, um, because they are my highlights. Um, so I just want to hold on to those ones at the end, but I want to keep touching on these topics that we're going through. Cause it's just so interesting looking back, um, and just seeing it and, you know, I even jump up, I'm going to jump a little bit here and um, we had, where is it? But, um, you know, progression, we, we look, you know, how are we going to progress through this, this stage, you know, what are we going to do? You know, how we, there's different age levels. So people are at different stages of where they're worrying, you know, I guess retirements, you know, that's hit them hard, but for a young person, it's for me, it's seeing that this is the first time that I've, I i can not remember the GFC. Um, I was young, you know, last thing I would have been looking at, as long as mum and dad put food on my table, I was happy. Yeah. Um, you didn't,
1: you didn't actually necessarily know the stress they were going through.
0: No. And so, you know, it, it's looking at those three different age sets, um, and the different level of planning that they require.
1: Well, I actually made the comment, um, I might've been to, um, was it Josh? Um, it was, it was to someone, um, on Monday And I made the comment that there's currently virtually everyone under the age of 35 has never seen a tough time in the Australian economy. And what I mean by that is that if you're under the age of 35, the last time we had a recession in this country was 1993. So we've had, you know, uh, I went through it at the age of two. Yeah, so, it's, um, so, then, <laughs> so I can tell you now, though, it's uh, what was interesting is when interest rates hit, you know, 17% and things like that, I can tell you now, your mum and dad uh, would have still paid the mortgage, uh, they still put food on the table, and they still made sure that yourself and Sasha were fed before they were. Um, just meant Darbs might might have had two, ex- uh, two beers less uh, <laughs> per day. Uh, so, well, actually, <laughs> yeah. that, makes, that makes him sound like an alcoholic. Yeah, okay. I don't so, think he's a daily he's not, drinker, but I no, can understand but, your point. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is uh, yeah. during those tough times... It's what really makes people, makes families. And and it was during those times that, you know, kids were the most important part of all families and still looking after your children. So that was the year I actually joined. Well, was I was in the industry a year at that stage. And, you know, what people were talking about losses in their income or reductions in their income, I was thinking, wow, I'd just love to earn that per year, you know. Yeah. So it's... Um, so, So based during those times, basically if you're under the age of 35, you've never experienced a recession. But I also mentioned the age 35 realistically because anyone under the age of 50 has never experienced a recession. Um, because we were 22 when it happened. Yeah. Um, so when you then look at um, people under the age of 35, they've never seen a major crash in respect to their own investment portfolios because they were, um, you know, been in the workforce for one or two years when the GFC actually occurred so they might have there might have been a 30 or 40% loss in their portfolio but they never actually noticed it because they had a couple of grand they didn't even know what superannuation was know that stage so you know it only so so when you're looking at that there's a lot of people now those 35 year olds now when the gfc occurred who just thought this this thing is just so easy it just keeps going up and up and up and they're wondering why we're being conservative uh you know over the last couple of years say for someone with a balanced portfolio being more conservative than normal um, you know you have host plus balance fund, which is in a whole load of shit, and I absolutely swore then jamie i 'm not <laughs> going to apologize for it, but they they are absolutely in the shit, so is Cbus at the moment as well, in regards to the potential redemptions when you 've got a balance fund that has ninety nine percent on market and in venture capital and in private equity and in hard assets, that is just absolutely ludicrous, but people were saying we are being a little bit uh, too non aggressive during that period of time and you have a look at those industry funds now, and they're the ones that could be facing massive, massive losses and freezes. Uh, whereas, you know, the progression is so for somebody who is approaching retirement, that would be devastating, absolutely devastating, being in those funds, uh, yeah. especially when they do revaluations in about four to six months' time. That's that's, that's where we yeah, absolutely, it is. So, so that's that's where when you actually have a look at it is that those who actually haven't seen losses or they just think the market just continually goes up and that's one of the things that caused the GFC. You know, you have a look at the London property prices and the especially in the US property prices during the GFC, everyone just thought you just buy property and in two years' time, you, you, their property's doubled in value, you know, and they're in debt up to their eyeballs, but it doesn't matter because property can only go one way and that's up. Now, we know that's untrue, uh, but if you've got good lending practices like we have here in Australia, and there's good possibility the property won't crash. There's a higher possibility the property will not crash. Yeah. uh, like it like it did in the US during the G S C and things like that. And and that's where, you know, we say, oh well, you know, I think for those who stuck out our conservative period, now's the time when you've got the cash where we're actually going to start doing some buying. So well,
0: that ties that ties into about four podcasts in a space. We got number twenty-one long-term goals. I love I love reading the start after the Australian market hitting an all-time of six thousand nine hundred and twenty-eight last week. There's been a drop wow. of five. Yeah, has been a drop of five percent. <laughs> Look at it now.
1: Um, exactly right so so you think think about it those who have the cash it's um it's you know and even some of our larger clients they might have for example three million million dollar portfolios and they've seen that rise to like 3.4 and then watch it drop to say 2.8 but they're sitting on 500,000 600,000 700,000 in cash um you know once again the opportunities are here now you've got the you know, you got the polo shirts at half price, basically. So and, and that's, that's, where, that's where you got that's the long-term where that, goals.
0: Yeah, and it also ties into that long-term thinking of 32 and actually getting those plans in place now um, and, you know, using strategic-based advice to actually understand where you're at and what your long-term goals are going to be after this.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's, in, it's interesting, isn't it? The um, And we know our accountants are being inundated with phone calls from their clients who have industry super funds saying, my fund's down by 80 grand. Well, guess what? It's going to get worse because you're an industry super fund and wait till they revalue your hard assets. But, yeah. but basically, they're ringing their accountants now. And why? Because they've been unadvised for all these years because they've seen 12 years of unprecedented growth and thought this is just what happens. It just goes up compulsory by law. Well, no, that's your superannuation contributions. Returns don't. Yeah. So it's, um, so, based on that, you know, yeah, they're, they're now saying, well, why would I pay an advisor for advice? Um, because they are just looking at a comparison of returns. Well, mm-hmm. then it, the advice is based on, you know, we've one new client up there in, near Wollongong that we've done. We've rearranged their portfolio and we've doubled their age pension for them. Taken taken a whole heap of risk off the table, doubled their age pension, which means they take a a lot less risk within their portfolio to get the returns that they the total income return that they actually need. So we've lowered their risk by basically 50 percent, and increased free money from the government by 22,000 legally. Yeah. So th- these are the things, this is why you get advice. Um, you know, so, this is, so when they're ringing their accountants in a panic and their accountants are throwing them all to us at the moment and because of our industry, we have to do a 70-page statement of advice for them to actually, yeah, yeah, so a, uh, to actually give them the one. Yeah, exactly. So that's, but that, that's where they sit. So you think about it. It's making sure you hit your targets, making sure you're on track to hitting your goals. It's in staying the course of time. It's really important. Tony, I, I find it so interesting, as I
0: said, like, you know, we we sort of sometimes just come up with top topics randomly, but it's just so interesting looking back and just seeing how many they relate to, you know what we're going through um so maybe if people i don't know how how often people want to listen to us but you know maybe flick back through and, and have a listen to a few of the ones we've done um especially if you feel like that's what your emotions are going through right now um okay. if you want to get that and or or reach out in that regard but tony as i said i, Sorry, you
1: also... I, did, I, did, but I did a couple of posts today on cough bomb positive intentions one of them was in the middle of adversity comes far bigger opportunities and that was actually done by einstein so it's um and you know but also one which is actually very relevant to podcast number 23 jamie on leadership and great leaders uh, step up in a crisis and you know what's interesting is you have a lot of geniuses who are the age of 35 and no offense to paul he's 35 uh um, but we have a lot of you know, geniuses who are at the age of 35 who are CEOs of companies with no actual real experience of what happens in downsides, who are falling into heaps right now because they've never experienced a tough time before. And this is the time when real leaders actually step up and lead. From you know, it's it you know I remember, and this it comes down to you know when you're speaking to people like Kyle Tyrrell, who was an amazing leader in the army, in the military for some 24 plus years, and you know the respect he got was because he led by example. You know, so he would kick in the door uh, when he had to go in. He he wasn't on the radio telling other people to do things or you know, charge from a hill. You know, so basically it's um, so and that's this is times like this where real leaders of organisations, both large and small, really step up. So you know, the podcast and leadership, which went for 27 minutes, I think was you know absolutely vital, and especially during these times, you know who the leaders are during these times. Yeah you've uh,
0: you've introduced it well i wanted to take this time to actually think um we didn't that.
1: we didn't we didn't we didn't even uh yeah. yeah no we didn't even plan that but go on <laughs> but I,
0: I did want to say thank you to all of our um guests that we've had on the show um from podcast number seven personal branding with mary henderson we moved on to podcast 11 emotions with kate thomas
1: well, Mary, 13. Mary was our first podcast over twenty minutes, and I mean seriously, it's, uh, you know you can imagine on a Red Bull, her energy is just inspiring, yeah. <laughs> absolutely inspiring.
0: And then, so I guess emotions with Kate Thomas. So Kate, Kate, someone that's very important in your
1: life. Yeah, she is. She's uh, Kate is magnificent at what she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's really helped me in the last uh, year and a half find the purpose and my why behind what I'm doing, and yeah. actually understanding that. And as a result, I think I've become a better father and a better friend and a better. Hopefully, you, you can testify for this. I know, you know, <laughs> Willard Willard might make a comment, but he, I know his microphone is muted. But hopefully, a better leader. <laughs> uh, so it's um, but you know, it's during these tough times. And she did a wonderful post the other day, which we which we posted on positive Intention. Etc. but you know she I've I've referred a lot of clients to Kate um, because she actually really helped helped me through hypnotherapy um, but she actually really helped me understand my purposes of why I do what I do so why am I building something as I am based on the fact where well in all honesty you know I'm 50 years old I I could sit back and retire again for the second time but it's um, I could just sell up everything but it's just not my personality but why so, yeah. so why am I doing that? And and it's important for me, it's our charitable foundation and supporting that, which makes it so important. But uh, so she is very important in my life. And I can honestly say it's understanding getting through these tough times, having someone who is so level-headed and actually helps you just helps you do things like taking what you just did, then take a deep breath, you know, it's um and, you know, think before you react, um, yeah. et cetera. So. Yeah, she she's been wonderful. It was a magnificent podcast. Um, it's interesting because I remember that uh, that weekend we went and did um, um, breathing. So, uh, uh, so learn to breathe properly. Well, it was actually uh, putting yourself in a trance through breath. Uh, it was it was an entire weekend of it, and it was I think it was transformational for both of us. Uh, so if you're going to do something like that, um, I highly recommend you do it with someone you trust. <laughs> so, it's, um, but that was uh, that was a magnificent weekend, and that. Uh,
0: yeah, we then moved on um, to a bit of an emotional story, probably the first one with the journey with Leo Mamesa, number 13. That was, that was just awesome, I think.
1: I've listened to this four times. And, you know, since Leo has become a client a few years ago, we've actually become good friends, Yeah, um, as I like to think I do with most of my clients. Um, but Leo is a tremendous uh, person. Really really quite positive. Um, he has an absolute heart of gold in helping people. And that really came across, um, you know, there was a couple of times that he was brought to tears during this podcast as we were. Yeah. Um, he, he was just absolutely sensational. And he's, he, he is a business, you know, that potentially could be suffering during this period of time too because the hospitality industry is suffering as well. But in saying that, I spoke to Leo last Friday and, you know, he's still... You know, upbeat on it. He he said he asked me personally, "Did I cause this market crash?" <laughs> I, assured him I, I assured him. I didn't. Uh, but you know, it's it's. Um, but in saying that, he said, "Well, here's here's what we'll be doing." Uh, to make sure the doors stay open, and I can still pay essential staff, and still um, you know, still pay the bills that I have to pay, and pay the rents in the factory and the warehouse, and you know, things like that, and and make sure his kids are still educated. So, you know, e- even even during this time where he's in an industry which is really hard hit, uh, his optimism was sensational, and that's because Leo's been through hard times. You know, he's 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 seen that he's seen his factory burn down twice. Yeah. um and you know it's so he's been through the hard times he knows hard times end and he knows after the hard times end you yeah. prosper and that was the message we get from leo um, i mean that podcast it was just magnificent
0: we had such good feedback on that we went straight into another one with um with people outside of you and i tony but number 14 humanity with uh, hannah safiri and uh, one of our most valued clients, Maria DiNopoulos. We love her.
1: Yeah, I would absolutely adore Maria. So she, she she's a mad crush of mine and she knows it, besides <laughs> everyone else. Uh, so it's, uh, and if you're listening to this, Maria, it's true. You know that. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, you know, talk, talk about two amazing people who have v- very different personalities.
0: And talk about um, challenges
1: and overcoming them. Oh, this the challenges. And, you know, the stories that Hannah tells us, and if you ever see her one-on-one interview on the ABC and, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a case of that. These are two women whose sole purpose in life that they've done themselves is to help other people on their journey through life and make sure that their human rights are actually looked after, even in a country like Australia where, we do have a good human rights record. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that might disagree and, uh, on that, but when you consider it as the rest of the world, boy, we do good in this country for people. Um, and and it beca- it's because of people like Hannah and Maria that that actually occurs. You know, it's um, you know got Maria is the vice chairperson of the Multicultural Commission of Victoria, an unbelievably uh, important role. And you know she, that's a role that she was born for yeah. um, so she is she is extremely diplomatic, but boy, does she make sure the people are looked after her. and these are two people that you just have to you know t- t- two same 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 cause, same subject they go about it two completely different ways. there's no doubt in that, but it's um but what an amazing uh podcast I think it was one where you and I just sat there gobsmacked. And could hardly say a word. It was one that was fantastic to hear you shut up for a while. Well, oh, thanks, Jamie. <laughs> it's, usually, it's usually I say it's usually just I'm saying something and you
0: telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> so, so. But uh, we we do move it. Then we moved on. I guess podcast nineteen. Uh, and no no, for... no
1: no no! You missed one guest speaker there. Podcast seventeen.
0: Oh, I did. We <laughs> we putting that as a guest speaker, are we?
1: Yeah, young Josh Kofkin. <laughs> okay. So he... it's uh, podcast number seventeen, talking about uh saving and gearing into the markets and things like that. And he'd be stressing over his portfolio now. He knows st- the exact opposite. He, he's got, got a good he, advisor. He, he yeah, he has himself. <laughs> so God. it's like, he said he said to me, what would you do in these circumstances? Then he called me Dad <laughs> and I said <laughs> I only give advice if I get paid, son. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not paying you to give you advice. That's right. So, but, you know, he, he's, he's got a lot of cash he's, because he diligently paid down his loan um, over the last 12 months where he's actually, even though it was a three or five year loan, he paid it off in the space of 12 months he's holding on to a lot of cash and he's really starting to slowly put it into the market. So rather than stressing about what's going to happen tomorrow, he's just saying in three years time, he's only 28 or 27, 28, 27. Sorry, I can give you an old years. And just in regards to what his portfolio will be, and it will most likely be double at that stage. And so he's really did, diligently done great by paying down that portfolio. Living like a tired ass as he does at home, I can assure you, you know, <laughs> he he will hear this and he will tell me off. So, it's, uh, but in saying that though, what a great job he's done in paying down that loan because he had spare cash rather than, you know, spending yeah. it on um, having you know a dozen too many beers on the weekend with his mates. Um, and not, and he doesn't smoke. So not having to spend money on cigarettes, but it's, um, it's a, but based on that, I think that's a great story. Go back and have a look, listen to that one because he's now in that position of he's got the cash and he's looking at this boxing day sale and he, and he understands the Jewish boxing day sale. Uh, Jamie, he's, he's been a recipient of it for 23 years or 24 years. So, so he gets it. He gets it. so, I guess jump to where I was at
0: number 19 synergy with Joe Walters. We do work closely with
1: Joe. Yeah. One of my dearest friends, as we all know. Um, And Joe is a magnificent lawyer and it's, it's really interesting because she has been the lawyer involved in doing the probate for some of our clients who have passed away. Uh, I think she's done three of them uh, last year. Uh, Daniel Kirsten and Richard, uh, On oh John, actually, so it's um, so Kerry's husband. But yeah, so she has been magnificent, and you know, she she's she's a lawyer with a heart. She uh, which you have to be when you work in family law. Uh, you have to understand people's predicaments and being a collaborative family lawyer, uh, she understands it's about getting the best outcome for everyone and not just trying to screw people over. So uh, she is definitely our go-to person uh, for a lot of areas in that family law, um, estate planning area.
0: We jump to the next one, um, number 24, and, and it's sort of, I guess, on the front of our minds, but brand identity with Richard Henderson. And we've been able to see this man work
1: firsthand uh the he we have because we were going to um show our new branding to the world with our new office opening but we we haven't officially got our office opening at the moment because no one's seen it so it's um but richard did an unbelievable job on our rebranding and in saying that you wouldn't expect anything less from a guy who's done, you know, BHPs and AFL and Cricket Australia and all the rest of it. And, you know, it was interesting that I actually just referred Richard uh, to another company that I sit on their advisory board and I made mention of the, you know, the fact that you have to go through that rebranding because it's in these times where leaders really stand up, but it's uh, with the branding. Um it's it's just so important uh that what did I write? I'm just looking at the email now. I can personally vouch for the journey that that he takes you on and uh, how he builds a brand and a story in the company. It's an amazing experience. It gave us a whole new perspective and the importance of brand, our brand experience for clients and our brand reputation. Um, so, and this company is has to go through a, re, a new rebranding exercise because uh, they just bought this business off the CBA, who's tarnished the brand a bit, you could say. <laughs> so, um, and so, based based on that, and that's that's the type of thing is your brand is your whole life when it comes to being an SME owner. So, making sure that everyone represents that brand the same way is just so important too.
0: Moving on to our partner uh, Morningstar, where we we, di- we worked through um, Podcast Twenty Five Investment Ideology with Erica
1: Hall. Yeah, so it's um it's what a amazing podcast when you go back and listen to it. So now
0: yeah, so we're talking about rash,
1: rational rational behaviour in in investment markets where people remember their losses much more than they remember their gains, and you know this this is the time when it's it's about keeping. It's about getting advice. It's about keeping a clear head and a clear mind and having a good, strong idea and what to do. And that's, yeah, Erica's message. For those of you who are a bit worried about portfolios and that now, whether you're clients of ours or not, listen to podcast number 25 of Erica Hoare. helps you really get a clear head in respect to how, where you should be going and what you should be doing.
0: Yeah, we moved to podcast 37. Now, you weren't in this one. Um, I ran this one on my own, but – Oh, this one was powerful for me. Um, Jamie, what I, will,
1: what I will say, I was in Sydney uh, when I listened to this because uh, you did it with uh, the great Michael. Um, and I was in tears. I think I sent you a message uh, that evening saying, just said, wow. Uh, he's, he's, Michael is the big gentle giant. He's just a beautiful human being, Michael Liguti. Um And his story was just full of inspiration, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, look, I, I sat there and it was interesting. I'd actually heard the story. Um, I, I'd gone up to Sydney on the Friday for work and, and met up with him in Morningstar. And yeah, he, this, some of the, he'd gone through the story with me there over a couple of beers and, you know, your jaw drops. And then when he was doing it in this scene, just more come out. And, it, and for someone my age as well, um, yeah. hearing that it can happen and how quickly it happened and, you know, planning on going on a you know, the national road show uh, yeah. and then all yep. of a sudden, you know, stage four, it's just, it was a powerful story to me and something I've actually listened back on a few times and and really tried to get that message out to my friends that, you know, it can happen to people
1: our age. A Couple of interesting points on, on it though. And that is that uh, his hospital where he's been treated, uh, they have sent this podcast to all of their uh, new patients with uh, cancer. Uh, and Michael is now their spokesperson in respect to a positive mindset and getting through these things with a positive mindset. And another thing too, uh, really highlighted to me out of this as well, and yes, we do uh, partner with Morningstar in helping us with our investment committee but in all honesty, the way they look after their staff, the way they treated Michael and looked after Michael during this period, uh, that just shows the integrity of a large organisation where Michael just wasn't another number or another tax file number on their pay sheet. So um, I, I think there's two things that have come from that for me as well. It's, yep. great to, it's great to see your business partners treating, having you know a large such a large global company having such a beautiful human element to it as well.
0: Yeah. This is, this is interesting. Nick. Number thirty-nine, influencing with Clara Momesso. We we worked
1: to a second generation in our podcast.
0: Oh, well, we, we one with Josh, I guess, but we I've never interviewed you about yourself. That's just every week.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, what what is there about me that you don't already no. know? But yeah, <laughs> but it was interesting to get the daughter. You know, we spoke about her
0: in in Leo's podcast and it was interesting he, to you he on.
1: just referred to as his two year old daughter asleep in the back of the car. Yeah. So now we had to now we could hear it from her angle. Yeah. So Clara is, you know, that was, it was probably one of our most listened to uh, podcasts as well, probably because she is, you know, an influencer with 40,000 followers or something like that. But it was um, the, the fact of, you know, what she does and, you know, for my generation and her dad's generation, Leo and I being the same age, you know, it's, it's, we don't get it sometimes, but yeah, it just shows, you know, how it does work and, now I listen to a lot of podcasts, the likes of Tom billew and you know Lewis Howes and things like that and they you know they' they're influencers in their own way as well and they they interview people who are influencers too, so I thought Clara was a great message uh, for all the new world of marketing
0: yeah forty one holistic resolutions with Carolyn
1: baker backer.
0: Um, that's an interesting one because she'd be be worthwhile reaching out to her right now while we're all locked in isolation. I, uh... She
1: sent me an amazing <laughs> one yesterday, uh, so uh, message yesterday, which was here's the exercises you do from home, and yeah. she had a whole list of them, and she's got all the videos, and says you don't actually have to be in the gym to do a squat. No, and I think that's important. It,
0: My Jess not, is making me go out for runs at our lunchtime break just to make sure that I don't explode out while sitting
1: in. <laughs> well, Jamie, I thought it was tremendous. She did send it to me whilst I was suffering a migraine, so I didn't just automatically jump up and do some squats. But, yeah, you know what? You don't have to be continually uh, just looking in the fridge. Uh, things like that so uh, i thought caroline's message was great but it also goes to show what she does in respect to the online world where you can still do this and you can still do this and you can still do this this weight-bearing exercise and in other words you can still look after yourself during this period where we're not allowed to go and and sit down and have a hug and a kiss hello and a cup of coffee together
0: yeah move on to 43 and you you touched on this before but how to lead what um, about
1: 42 jamie risking super funds january 15 uh, 2020 My God, are they, one, they're, they're going to explode 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 <laughs> And didn't we call that one month early? Anyway, let's go
0: to
1: the next. But how to lead
0: from the front with Kyle Tyrrell. And we did mention that this was our longest podcast and one that I was just encapsul I just loved this podcast. Um and I even even seeing that message afterwards. I just I just loved sitting there listening to him and as I've told you before, he's probably my favorite plug to follow on Facebook. <laughs> um so measured in his responses. But uh, I you know, it, it was our long you're trying to break the record for that podcast today, but look, he was
1: it was an awesome <laughs> podcast about how to lead. And as you said, in these times the twin leaders need to stand up. Absolutely. And you know, is uh if you wanna know how a leader stands up, put him in warfare. Uh, have him leading the troop in battle. Uh, that's So this, this is a battle and this is warfare we're going through on an economic perspective at the moment. But, you know, when somebody, if they make a wrong decision, and I mentioned this in the podcast, if Kyle made a wrong decision, that could potentially be someone's life uh, yeah. lost, you know, or an innocent person's life as well, uh, you know, lost, or somebody losing a leg or an arm or their eyesight or something like that. You know, for us, if we make a wrong decision, it might mean somebody's job. But in regards to the investment markets, if we made wrong decisions, it could be someone's entire livelihood. Um, So I'm not suggesting, you know, our portfolios aren't down. They are, but they're being buffeted quite well. But in saying that, you know, Kyle, you you have to have, and I I sit on um, a board of directors with Kyle uh, for a charity, and he's the chairperson of the board on the board as well. And I just watched the way he leads those meetings and those board meetings. And you, yeah, he's uh, he's grown up since the you know ten-year-old or eleven-year-old in year seven when I first met him at school with some Bernard. So, um, and I can honestly say I don't think he learned those leadership skills from the Christian Brothers. But <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> he will sternly tell you off, but he doesn't give you the strap at the same time. But um, but in saying that though, yeah, he is a magnificent leader and somebody who we will be engaging to help you learn your leadership skills too, young Arden. That's
0: fantastic. And I'll take that on board because as I said, I, I just love listening to him and seeing the way he approaches things. Yeah. Number 44. And this is interesting. Dealing with change. There's a lot of change going on right now, but Liz Painter.
1: Yeah. Liz is be a client of ours has become a good friend as well. And, uh, talk about dealing with change. And one of the things she actually stated in her podcast is reaching out and asking for and seeking advice and how hard that is to do but also just surrounding yourself with people who you trust and you know that's uh that's exactly uh where she's at and you know good honor for the goals that she set for herself and what she's achieving the way it's all been structured and it's not falling apart for her during these markets you know so it's going to be okay and she is that classic of when she's never had to do this in her entire life, all of a sudden having to reach out and learn things very quickly. Uh, Great learning experience and she's reaping the benefits of it today.
0: Our last one, um, we have number 48, Family Business with Susan Bransgrove. So we've just completed that one a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, Susan, another good friend. So as I said, everyone becomes good friends. So it's... um, you know Susan is a really good friend as well, but you know she she 's dealing with family businesses and intergenerational family businesses second and third uh, second and third generation and it 's actually dealing with the dynamics in the household as well and how that doesn 't cross over into business and it's, that was that 's really interesting you know where things sit right now, whereas Who's the leader? Is grandpa still the leader? Uh, Is this where the young guns uh, step up to the mark? And so in understanding how to actually all work with each other during these volatile times, it's when companies and businesses are just making money hand over fist, all of a sudden, you know, if those times stop, uh, that's when the true leaders and family leaders uh, have to step up at that time. So great podcast with susan once again if you think about what we're going through right now uh just you know very relevant very relevant indeed tony i think we wrap
0: it up there i think we've gone through them all i we've we done I think,
1: 57 minutes i believe i reckon we
0: nearly would have passed it I actually don't have the timer on me here um there you go. but I, I do appreciate your time today as you said you're back on track now um after a hard day yesterday but look, I, I think it's great to reflect on the 52 weeks that we've done. Um, Jamie, I think, I think it's great way. to
1: reflect on the 52 weeks where I think you've only missed two or three podcasts, and you've listened to Paul Durham saying, "I can't allow Paul Conti to continue to do these. I have to get back on board. I have to get back in the big seat." So it's a <laughs> race back for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so well done for your 50-ish of the 52 as well. You did a great job.
0: And well, and thank you for keeping us consistent through the whole thing as well.
1: Not a problem, mate. Not a problem at all. Thank you. And also, we we have to thank Willard. uh, Yeah. uh, With no voice, who just sits there and smiles and keeps telling us that we're 35 minutes over time limit. (laughs) I was going to say, what's your favourite one, Willard? Are you there or you've just put us on as a distant background? Is he there or is he muted? Yeah, no, I'm here. Welcome.
0: Probably two of my favourites is the branding with Richard Henderson and the um, one with Michael Lagarde. I thought those two were very inspiring and I thought the gents spoke well and, yeah, I think they'd done well.
1: What would have been a great answer, Willard, is one of the ones that I did as well. But anyway, we'll forgive okay, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put up with me every day as well, so it's okay.
0: Gentlemen, thank you very much and I, uh, I look forward to another exciting year ahead. Great job, guys. See you later. See oh, yeah. yeah.